Hello and welcome back to our series on healing called Healing 101. This is episode 4 and today we're going to talk about the scope of healing. Who can heal and what diseases can be healed? That's the questions we would be answering, we will be answering in a couple of moments. But first let me just recap where we've come from leading up until this point. As you all know by now, or you should know by now, that we are building in foundational truths into our belief system. Obviously scriptural foundational truths, because that is the foundation of what we believe is the Bible. And so we've built in the first three bricks, if I can put it that way. First of all was, what does the Bible say about the source of sickness or the source of healing? And we, we've done that episode, and then we went on to what can we know what God's will is, according to Scripture, for healing. And then in the third episode, which was last week, we spoke about some Old Testament and New Testament views, and how do we reconcile the Old and the New Testament in such a way that we can still have faith for healing when we, believe, when we see some of the stuff that happened in the Old Testament. So I, I addressed that last week, and if you missed it, you can go listen to it again. Um, I really believe these are foundational truths that have, that's helped me in, in my pursuit of seeing more miracles and healings happening. I still pursue it every day. Um, I don't see every person I pray for healed, but I always expect that I would be able to uh, see them healed when I pray for them. But without waffling about about that for, for now I, I think it's it's important that we jump into today's message today's focal point f today's foundation which is what is the scope of healing this is really going to be short and sweet well uh, I'm at least intending on making it short and sweet so I want to start with a scripture and it's from Psalm 103 and I'm going to read from verse 1 it says my soul praise the Lord and all that is within me praise his holy name my soul praise the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. And then verse 3, he forgives all your sin and he heals all your diseases. Now, I'm going to talk about the cross in next week's um, session on the atonement and what that meant for us. But to just level it down in this moment to say that he forgives all your sin and he heals all your diseases. That's the scope. What can be healed? All your diseases. What can be forgiven? All your sin. So I don't think it's something we need to uh, split hairs on. The Bible is clear on this. Jesus' ministry is clear that he healed all those who came to him. Then in the Great Commission in, in Matthew 28, we see that the commission wasn't just for the disciples. The commission was for all people. Uh, in, in the future, in the present, those who would follow Jesus would go on and do the works that he's commissioned and commanded us to do, which included healing those who are sick, cleansing the lepers, casting out demons, raising the dead, preaching the gospel. But in that, the ministry of healing is a crucial part. And we see in Scripture, especially in Acts, there's a couple of examples. I think in Acts chapter 8 and 9, you can read about what happens when someone gets healed and they return to their town and there's, a, there's actually an instance where a whole city got saved because of one person who got healed. But that's a little side note, something extra. So to, to, to be clear, it's, it's all Christians are called to walk in the Spirit, which means that all Christians are called to heal the sick. The Great Commission is for one, it's for all who believe in Jesus. So again, remember we're answering the question, what is the scope of healing? Who can heal the, the sick and what diseases can be healed? I think we kind of summarized it with that first scripture, but I'm just unpacking it for a moment. 
So if you're a born-again Christian listening to this, you should expect to, you, you are expected by Jesus to walk in the Spirit and see miracles happen when you lay your hands on the sick. And you can expect it. It's not a, it's not a pressure thing. It's not something to guilt you into it. It's something you should be expectant of because of the life of the Holy Spirit in you. Uh, there should be a desire for you to see uh, those who are sick get well. Um, and you have the, the, the power of God inside of you to be able to see that happen. Then I want to just read again from a different scripture in John chapter 14. Uh, it's, it's where Jesus reveals the Father to his disciples. But from verse 12, it says this in John chapter 14. You can go read maybe from verse 7, but I'm just going to read from verse 12. For time's sake, it says here, Jesus is saying, I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And he will do even greater works than these because I am going to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And again, that's just such an amazing promise by Jesus himself, saying, basically saying, it's impossible for you to pray and nothing happens. That's, that's kind of a, a, a catchphrase that I live by. If I'm going to pray for some, someone, I'm, I'm, I'm looking back to John chapter 14, I'm going, Jesus said, if I ask anything in his name, um, he will do it. And this isn't saying if I ask any, Lord, I want a new car or I want uh, a, a, a nice ice cream cake or whatever. That's not what he's saying. He's saying if you ask anything in his name, according to his will, of course, according to what he's revealed about himself and the Father. Remember this section in Scripture is Jesus revealing the Father. So, so uh, as a born-again believer with the Holy Spirit, uh, resident in your life, there would be a, test, a testifying of your heart with what is the will of God. And if you pray those things in, you can be confident that you will receive what you've asked for. So again, just to, to kind of summarize it is to say, if you pray for anything, if you ask for anything in Jesus' name, according to the will of his scripture that's been revealed to you through the Holy Spirit and the word of God, you should know that it's impossible to pray and nothing happens, even if you do not see it happening with your eyes or with your uh, physical senses, you can be expecting that something is happening in the spirit and it will manifest in the physical. Then Mark chapter 16, verse 17, which is just Mark's version of the Great Commission, right at the end there it says, um, and these signs will follow those who believe. So again, do uh, uh, it's not... Uh, Seeing operating in the ministry of healing is not something that you get a qualification for. You attend a course, you get a certificate, you get, you know, whatever. Maybe there, there is something to let the laying on of hands and imparting gifts and, and anointings, but that's not the rule. The rule is these signs follow those who believe. So the requirement, the qualification is that if you believe in Jesus and the words that he spoke and the life that he lived and the promises that he gave and you take hold of that, you will see those same signs follow you, right? It says these signs follow those who believe. They don't go, you don't see the sign first and then you believe. No, you act in obedience and in faith on the word of God and you will see those signs follow you if you believe. Again, the qualification is really simple and straightforward. It's not a attending Bible college or being a pastor or anything that we would like to over-spiritualize it with or make it difficult for other people to, to have that expectation. No, 
it's it's faith it's belief in the in the in the name of Jesus and the work of Jesus and and that which is imparted into your life and then the scriptures that I've quoted make it even easier to believe and then I want to end on this point because this is often something that really reminds me it, it's it's a sobering thought when I read this um, section of scripture to to be reminded that we read in Matthew chapter 7 um, from verse 22 where where these guys are saying to Jesus, you know, we did, we cast out demons in your name. We healed the sick in your name. We prophesied in your name. And Jesus says to them, but I, did, I didn't know you, so depart from me. On that day, you will say to you, I didn't know you. Which to me says that it means that the name of Jesus obviously has a powerful effect. The name of Jesus is powerful. There is power in the name of Jesus. We sing that song. And there are those who take hold of that power, that authority. But it doesn't mean just because you use the name of Jesus, you know Jesus personally. You have a relationship with Jesus. To take it a step further, this scripture tells me, this isn't what I'm saying, this is what the scriptures are saying, is that there would be those who would be able to do miracles, who will be able to prophesy, who would be able to, to raise the dead and cast out demons and heal the sick, yet Jesus didn't know them. They didn't have a relationship with Jesus. So if unbelievers could do the, the same things that we are commanded to do in the name of Jesus, we as believers, as born-again Christians, have no excuse to not operate in signs, wonders, and miracles, to not pray for the sick and expect them to be healed because Jesus says we will do the works that he did and we will do even greater works. Don't let an unbeliever use the name of Jesus um, and, and, and um, outlive you in that sense. Uh, that, that would be a shame on us. That would be an indictment on our Christ Christian walk with Jesus. Let us set the example. Let us who are spiritful believers not use an excuse to say, well, the scope of healing, maybe uh, this disease cannot be healed because my, in my experience, I've never seen cancer healed or I've never seen dementia healed or whatever the case may be. Well, then you need to go back to the Word of God who says uh, He heals all your diseases he, and, he, and He forgives all your sins. Jesus healed everyone who came to Him for healing, regardless of the issue. Maybe we should stop focusing on the name of the disease and rather focus on the name of Jesus that is all-powerful, that is able to heal any disease and forgive any sickness. Just remember this. I want to end with this. Just because it's not been your experience doesn't change the truth of the word. Just because you've not experienced a breakthrough in a certain area, don't bring that experience, don't bring the word of God down to that experience. Expect your experiences to be elevated to the truth of the word of scripture in the future. I want to bless you with this word today. I'm really, I'm really fired up about this actually today because I believe that we should be expectant to, as Christians, that don't look to your, the, your brother left or right of you or your sister left or right of you to the pastor, yes, these people can also heal the sick, but take up your responsibility. Take up the cross of healing today and go and pray for the sick. See them made well. Be expectant. And don't ever let a, the na a name of a disease be bigger than the name of Jesus. Bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.